welcome back to the Suruj podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how Chandu imprisoned Guru Arjan Dev Ji. Chandu had a long-standing dispute with Guru Arjan. He wanted to marry his daughter to Guru Arjan's son, Hargobind. When this marriage proposal came to be known by the Delhi Sikh congregation, they told uh, Guru Arjan how egotistical Chandu was being, saying things like, oh, even though the Guru is from a lower clan group within the caste of Khatris, even then I'll give my daughter to his house. And the Sikhs in Delhi, when they heard this, they called him a dog for saying that. They requested that Guru Arjan not agree to this marriage, uh, which they didn't. And this caused a long-standing dispute within Jandu, between Chandu and Guru Arjan. And this is mentioned in Chapter 5 of Guru Blas Pachai Chemi and the Mehma Prakash text. These two texts are from the 1700s as well. So, uh, of course, Chandu didn't mention the family politics of Jahangir, but was slandering Guru Arjan under other false pretenses, you know, regarding his support for the son uh, Khusro, the son of Jahangir, the emperor, who tried to take over the throne. And in the previous episode, we heard how Chandu first started torturing Guru Arjan uh, on the first day by boiling him in a big cauldron. Chapter 35 now begins on that night of the first day. Chandu's daughter-in-law was actually a devout Sikh. She heard of the torture that was occurring within her house and she was shocked. She was thinking, good Lord, my life must be cursed. If I'm living in the household that is enacting this type of vicious, unjust act on, on the guru of the world. It struck her so hard that and the guru had not eaten anything, he's not, you know, drank anything, he's not slept. So she wanted to go there and help Guru Arjan. So she reached there where the guards were. She called one of the guards over and bribed him with some jewelry. She told him, don't tell him, don't tell anyone that I was here. I just want to meet Guru Arjan very quickly. I'll be back right away. So she pleaded with the guards saying that, you know, my sinful father-in-law will kick me out of the house if he finds out. So please don't tell anybody. The guard was persuaded because of his greed and let her through. As she approached Guru Arjan, she began to cry and requested that Guru Arjan please drink the water that she brought. She said, I brought food and water. Please drink and eat these. I am the daughter of this sinful Chandu. I am not fitting for this household. I had no idea they would do this type of vicious sin. But please recognize me as your Sikh and please bless me like you do the other Sikhs. Looking at the daughter-in-law, Guru Arjan then said, Amazing that you've been able to keep this type of love for the Guru's house, even amongst this family. But if you wish for emancipation, then you should kill yourself and die with me. We will tear the roots of Chandu's lineage apart. And when he dies, he'll be thrown into hell. Revenge will be enacted in this life as well. He'll die a terrible death. His whole house will be ruined very quickly. He'll not find rest anywhere. His whole family will not find any support and they'll be submerged in pain, constantly crying. But keep this to yourself. Don't bear this pain with them. Leave your body when I pass. And I will not eat or drink anything from this household. So please, take this food and water back. 
Listening to all of this, the daughter-in-law agreed and she committed to ending her life as well. She said uh, back to Guru Arjan, I will do this. Please take me along with you to the afterlife when we pass away. So Guru Arjan didn't take any of the food or water and she went back to the house with all of it, thinking about the discussion she just had with Guru Arjan and understanding that the end of her life was approaching. But she was really upset about everything that was happening. Meanwhile, Guru Arjan spent the night sitting down as he wasn't allowed to lay down. And in the morning of the next day, of the second day, Chandu then thought that Guru Arjan didn't really, didn't really react to the hot water. He was wondering why the water didn't get hot enough to burn him properly. So now he thought that he'll pour burning sand on top of Guru Arjan. So he was thinking about this while eating his breakfast. And as he got up and he went toward where Guru Arjan was housed, he saw at the gate there was a gathering of six there, hoping to get a glimpse of Guru Arjan. And he told the guards to hit them back and send them away. So the guards then went to work on the, a few of the six there, smashing them with uh, their, six, their sticks. And the six at that point left. Chandu then comes towards Guru Arjan and sits down and says, so that fruit for calling me a dog, you think you've received that yet or not? If you think you've received punishment yet, just wait until what we have in store for you today. Trust me, I don't lie. I could give you the worst pain or I could release you today if you agree to the wedding. So you're so arrogant about your wealth, eh? I'll confiscate that as well. But first, I'll kill you and your son. But if you recognize the wed wedding, I'll let you out. So after saying this, Chandu got a sand foundry worker to bring some sand, which Chandu then inspected and then commanded that he heat it up. So he heated it up with some fire and, and only brought it out of the foundry when it was extremely hot. And it was the month of Jait, which is around mid-May to mid-June, so it was extremely hot outside. Guru Arjan had not drank any water um, in several days now. So when Chandu finally saw the sand was at his hottest, he basically opened up the doors to hell for himself by sending somebody to bring Guru Arjan outside of the house. Guru Arjan wasn't phased at all. He wasn't afraid. He, he was just enjoying the divine's blissful nature. And he didn't really care at all what was happening. When Guru Arjan got there, Chandu said to him, just like you had my chest burning with anxiety, I'm going to burn you. And now you're all quiet, eh? You can't say anything? So now you've become all wise, a Brahmgyani, but remember you called me a dog before? So now you'll burn for that. Guru Arjun then replied, just before they started to pour the hot sand on me, they said, Oh, you idiot and unfortunate one. You're not thinking about what you're saying right now. You are just a dog barking out like a lowly shop owner. You're about to ruin yourself and your entire lineage. You're going to the worst of all hells and you'll suffer in great pain. You'll die a painful death soon because of this. I'm going to be passing away anyways now. My time is near and I know this. And in saying this, the foundry worker then poured 
extremely hot sand over Guru Arjan. Langaha and Parana saw this and they couldn't stand it. They ran towards Guru Arjan, hoping the sand would be poured over them and not over Guru Arjan. They wished that they be sacrificed instead of Guru Arjan. And they thought what a wonderful death this would be if that were to happen. But the guards saw them and they beat them down with their staffs. The guards hit Langaha and Prana on their hands and on their feet viciously over and over again before grabbing them and bringing them back to the gate. Guru Arjan spoke out to them saying, Why are you so angry? Stay seated. Why are you taking these beatings? This is all happening according to our will. Purana then replied saying, We cannot bear you to see you suffer this way. Please accept our lives instead. Take us so that you may spare yourself. Guru Arjan then replied saying, Just do as we wish then. Understand that this is the game. This is my play. So sit and watch. The foundry worker continued to pour on the hot sand on Guru Arjan. But Guru Arjan didn't move at all. He didn't react in the slightest. Guru Arjan who created the 14 worlds, how could this minuscule heat from the sand affect him? Guru Arjan wasn't flinching. He wasn't moving because of the pain. He was just in unmovable position, sitting there bearing it all, not saying anything. More and more hot sand was poured over Guru Arjan, but he didn't say anything. He didn't want Chandu to think that he was performing a miracle, so he himself made blisters appear on his body. And this continued for six hours. Chandu had no fear in his heart for what he was doing. Gurajan showed the world the extent to which he could bear the unbearable. No one has ever bared this type of suffering in the world before. All the demigods, Indra and the other gods, came down from heaven hearing about this. They were in shock. They bowed down and said, Blessed, blessed are you, Guru Arjan. There is truly no one like you. They all bowed down and then they left back to their abode, speaking among the, themselves about the Guru's greatness all along the way. So this is how the second day passed. Chandu then went back to his room and Guru Arjan was taken back to where he was seated his entire body had blisters and he made the curse of the Pagat Kanna come to life. So this is how chapter 35 concludes. In the next chapter we'll hear how Chandu makes Guru Arjan sit on a red hot iron plate. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page.